0: In some way, shape, or form, at the core, there's a piece of us that feels we're not good enough. And if we can realize that that's not the truth, and that we are good enough, and really love ourselves and the pieces within us, like the anger, like these pieces that we're taught to discount, then here's the big piece that happens, and what ripples out into our reflections in society is that when you no longer judge yourself, you no longer judge another human being. That is not your first reaction. People then feel safe in your presence. Which, really, let's be honest, what does everybody want? They want to be seen. Heard and understood. Period.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. Woo! Woo! Adina Sampson is the founder of Out Loud Productions and the Unbreakable Spirit Movement. She is a breakthrough coach, inspirational speaker, singer songwriter, and best selling author. Having overcome the insurmountable, Adina leads by example, teaching her clients and audience how to turn challenges into victories and inspiring us to live a more authentic, courageous, and passionate life. Adina Sampson, welcome to being. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And, as always, I love hearing from you, so please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube, and you can follow us on our new Instagram page, at Cook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast.com. Now, on with the show. Dina Sampson, welcome to Being. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, thank you, Patrick, for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you today.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. So, checking out your work. Uh, you know what? Reflecting on the podcast, actually, this is episode 41, and I was just reflecting on it. The through line seems to be, I attract people who've gone through major transformations in their lives, and they have um, turned it into their purpose in some way. So they're giving back through some of the transformation that they're go- they've gone through. And I think you're no exception with the book you've written and the work you do. So I wanted to begin with sort of what has your story been? What have the major obstacles been in your life? And what have you overcome to bring you to the place you are now?
0: It's a loaded question.
1: It's a big one, right? It's a big one. You got to start big.
0: I know. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start big and, and simple at the same time. Uh, okay, you know, I'm grateful, thankful, blessed uh, growing up. You know, uh, grateful to have an amazing family. Not always easy. And like many of us, uh, how do you say this lightly <laughs> or nicely? You know, we all have our own issues, right? And and yeah. and and we come from where we come from, and and a lot of that was survival running through my family. Okay, and our family lineage, and and of course we don't always just pass down our physical traits. We pass down, you know, our emotional aspects, our coping mechanisms, even, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, grateful, thankful, blessed. Grew up overseas, was able to have a wonderful experience by, you know, uh, learning about other cultures and and whatnot. And at the same time, coming from, you know, both my parents coming from a broken home,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, severely, and of course, addictions, you know, um, mm. you know running in the family as well. And uh, you know, really, if I just fast forward, uh, probably about. It's been at least, wow, almost 12 years now, Uh, no joke, and I'm just now coming out at the end of it, no joke, fighting for my life for the last 12 years. Wow. Um, You know, severe chronic illness mainly, which of course stems though from a lot of what took me a while to understand and learn how I might have, you know, contributed or created some of this, Mm. uh, you know, due to my upbringing. Um, Excruciating heartbreak that came, you know, alongside it. you know, emotionally, uh, from, from many, many avenues and of course, financial devastation as well. So we've got a triple hitter, not just once, twice, three times, but not also separate. Mm. Uh, and I think the reason I, I state that is to circle back around is that so many people, if they weren't dealing with something prior to COVID, let's just use this as the example, because this is our yeah. present moment. Um, they are now.
1: Yes. Exactly. If it wasn't a
0: health issue, then they've lost a loved one, whether that be through the death right, um, of a loved one and or through a divorce, through a, through a breakup. Um, maybe they're losing their home, right, or they've already gone through that. So I, I think that, you know, uh, like, like many of us, I think because I was spent the last 12 years truly fighting for my life and, and in a space and place where it affected me uh, on a cognitive issue, uh, uh, you know, neurologically, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, on such a, such a level that I was unclear, you know, I would sit back and, and there was a lot of things I could not do where I, I felt that I was watching my life go by. You know, I thought that maybe I had missed my boat. And uh, coming back to what you said, I think right now is is not only did I did I did not miss my boat like many of us. I, this is why I came to right. realize that where it is I've been. I had to go through it all of the angst and all of the humanness. Let's just say that because I'm real. When I when I say that I'm raw and I'm real. I am and there's a reason for it. Not everybody likes it. That's okay. I'm not here to please everybody. Although that took me a long time to, to realize that, right, Patrick? Me
1: too. Me too. Uh, so a
0: part of my story was really to, to learn how to love me, mm. to stop seeking outside myself for validation. Uh, things that, again, I maybe longed for in some of what I didn't maybe felt that I got or or when I was younger, again, when we're younger, we're so uh, as as children, we absorb things much easily, you know, I've always been a sensitive individual. So whether or not this was the absolute truth, my truth, what I was experiencing was that of, you know, the outcast and and, and how do I deal with that and and then, you know, coping mechanisms that came with that. So yeah, I think right now, my, my biggest, you know, amazement is that this has been a horrific year for so many people. And yet it's all relative. I can say that it's been one of the best years I have had Mm. in the last 12 years. (laughs) Mm. Um, And that's only because I had to shift my perspective, heal so much within me and go, okay, it's not that this isn't as bad as, is anyone else. It's not that I have any extra resources or that I'm not affected. It's that I've already been there. I've been there. I've done that. I'm still there. And so, you know, Patrick, I think so many people expect that they think that you're either born with confidence, right? Mm. They think that this is just something you either have or you don't. And I think that, that that's not the case. It's, it's called um, rolling with the punches. The only way out is through. It's moving through the adversity. Yes. And the only way to truly like understand how to deal with that when life throws you what life does is to really go through moments where life does throw you what it does. And, and it's like you're being wielded In the moment so the only way out is through you can't expect to have that in your life or understand how to navigate what we're currently going through right now if if you're not willing just to go through it which is the uncomfortability that most of us don't want to to feel. So I know that was a little Mm -hmm. long winded. I get a little, as you can see, very passionate.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love your passion. I'm the same way. And there's so much there that you mentioned that resonates so deeply with me and mirrors my path, frankly. Uh, and, and, And even further than that, I think there's a through line here of everybody's path on some level, you have to go through the fire. You have to have the dark night of the soul. And I think like you mentioned COVID, has catalyzed that in many ways where people who were sort of going through the motions on autopilot living unconsciously have sort of been, uh, forced to look at their own situations, what they might have been ignoring some pain, some trauma from early childhood and all that is coming to the surface, whether they like it or not, which has been challenging for a lot of people. Although I think it's also necessary and, um, It's a good thing, and it will be a good thing moving forward because we can't continue to live the way we've been living as a species. Obviously, we're pushing environmental boundaries, we're pushing geopolitical boundaries. It's like everything is getting pushed to the max. And there's gonna be a breaking point very soon if we don't make some fundamental changes. And I think it starts with the individual. So, taking care of your own backyard, for example, you know? Um, there's so many things you said there that I wanna mention, but one of them that really resonated with me is, is your illness. I'm not sure if you're willing to sort of go into that a little further, but how it relates our physical body to how we're thinking, how we're feeling, and how those are related. Because when you encounter Western medicine, like I grew up in North America, they don't talk about that. they don't talk about your body having wisdom or storing trauma or you know any of the emotional stuff. It's all you know head and academia and so I want to ask you about how did you discover what the relationship was was between maybe your trauma, your emotional wounds, and your physical illness
0: so yeah, okay, so my illness. So, I was misdiagnosed uh, okay. for many, many years. Actually, I went about five years being misdiagnosed. Um, so, yeah, if it's 12 years ago, this, I guess, started back in 2010, because we're, what, 21 right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I... You know growing up i will state though that even as i grew up you know i was sick quite a bit you know as a kid uh just something that it you know kind of tended to to have more you know catch everything that was going around and whatnot Mm. and uh so i started having a lot of um hormonal issues you know um it's just the whole thing kind of just collapsed upon me right so Mm. a lot of times we think that to answer your question that one physical ailment or illness We look to that area to say, okay, what's the problem? And yet we're missing the holistic approach, the whole body, mind, body, spirit approach, how we got to this space and place. Mm. Um, so twofold, you know, Western medicine has its place, grateful, thankful, blessed for the technologies that we have. And some of the doctors that are thinking outside of the box, doing what they do. Hence really the only reason why I'm here today because Western medicine at the time didn't cut it for me. Mm. Uh, I went in and out of medical you know, offices, doctor's offices um, with doctors didn't know how to treat me. Um, a lot of them, you know, again, uh, thinking that maybe I was making this up some way, shape or form, okay? Uh, and, and not just the doctors, but also close family members. And, and as you can be aware, when this, this happens, this is is not just affects you physically but then it becomes a major you know ptsd issue so i was diagnosed with chronic lyme disease which the cdc still does not recognize in 2015. And again, prior to misdiagnosed with, with everything from irritable bowel to, you know, whatever it was, you know, nobody can pinpoint it. Right. And then whatever it was, we would slap a bandaid on it and then it wouldn't get better. Right. And during this process, you know, it was horrific. Um, It, again, it affects you in a way, even neurologically, especially Lyme disease, where your whole, my brain was completely inflamed.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, I
0: was having chronic inflammation um, off the charts. Okay, which normally you would see in cancer patients. Okay. And and I speak to this because it's not just Lyme disease that's misunderstood right now. It's pretty much every what we would deem mystery illness, uh, anything that's autoimmune reactive, uh, like for example, MS, lupus, okay, um, Crohn's, Uh, you know, to circle even back to today with COVID, it's, it's a shame that that what we're going through is is what we're going through because it's really no small small deal however i do see a silver lining because now we are finally medical you know it's, it's taken a pandemic for people to say, "Oh, wow, maybe the immune system is working differently than we originally noted." Yes. Those of us that have suffered for many years have been dealing with the cytokine storm, which in essence is just an immune reactivity, right? Severe yeah. that is full body inflammation. Yeah. Which again sets off a cascade of all these reactions that you're now seeing in uh, with COVID long haulers. Yep. So uh, yes, it's a mind body spirit aspect. You know, I've always been committed to my growth. Uh, probably when I was about 17 or so, it was just, you know, I've always been seeking knowledge and wisdom and courses and classes, because that's just, mm, there's always been an innate something inside of me that knew that there was something more. Mm. And I love to read. and, and, And so from a personal development standpoint, it was never a new thing. It was just, as you know, always a daily ongoing process no matter how much you think you've worked on your familial issues for example you know 20 years later you're, you're laughing at yourself going you've got to be kidding me you've tried everything and and here you are realizing that this is a big part of what kept you sick so i think it's just more of um multiple touches things don't hit you right away you know even from a spiritual new age community aspect you know as a person who like yourself is really you know for me authenticity is key right um not always pretty, far from perfect. Uh, most people can't handle the truth. Let's just be honest. yep. that doesn't always make it easy for um, some of us who are sensitive individuals and how to navigate through life of, you know initially. Um, but you know what it does do is 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 give you the ability to say, okay, uh, you know, what I saw even in the I say spiritual community was even something that I felt lo- uh, lacked authenticity. Yeah. It was, hey, do you want to move through this? Hey, uh, oh, you know, let's love everybody. Yes, that sounds wonderful. But I felt that there was a lack of humanness. Once, you know, I got past that self-righteous place that everybody seems to, to get to when, you, when you're, you know, um, on a path trying to, you know, do that inner work, I realized that there was pieces of me that I was my shadow self, that I wasn't fully owning
1: Yeah, and embodying. Totally.
0: Like so many of us are taught to do, which is to disown it. It doesn't exist. And I think that's part of the problem. So you know, an, again, another long-winded answer for you. Yeah.
1: Well, there's, there's so much here. There's so much richness to your story and my story and everybody, you know, that's listening. We are going through similar things. You know, we have to confront those darker parts of ourselves that, like you said, we're taught to ignore or that are inconvenient or will bring shame upon the family or whatever the excuse is, And then we push them into the unconscious and they end up manifesting in ways that are not positive, like illness or addiction or disease or, um, depression or anxiety, all these ways that they manifest that Western medicine doesn't recognize. You know, like you said, Western medicine is fantastic for treating acute um, situations, emergencies, traumas, amazing, like world-class, but they're terrible at long uh, chronic illness because we don't study the whole body over time. Right, and so this holistic approach that you're talking about is so important, and it begins with taking responsibility and and looking at your darkness and uncovering your shadow because those are the things will manifest in in ways that uh, are negative of, uh, affecting you. So uh, I love <laughs> this. Go ahead.
0: So cookie off of that, let's just talk about that because really it's kind of classified a lot of times as mental illness, right? Right. And again, I don't have a problem saying that either. It's just that labels, I don't think do us. I've never really been one for, for labels. Yeah. And also this is something almost everybody I know deals with, whether they admit to it or not. For sure. So you're right. The fact that we're not looking at that or not in as much depth as we should as to what does cause our depression, mm. our anxiety right yeah. our codependency the things that we seek to for soulless or to numb out like you said with the addictions yeah. again this is a big part of of what i love about what you do for your work you know uh you know i, I love that you know 12-step conscious you know recovery is 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 key and it's interesting I, I i think that we we a lot of us come from that background and it just manifests in different ways for us right. but there are so many different ways we can address this as individuals when we're realizing that as adults we have underlying programming that once may have served us in childhood to protect us in that moment in time or at least that's what we thought mm. and it's it's running automatically that if we're not aware of this we don't catch and we wonder why we're creating the same relationships and I mean this is across the board right totally. not just romantic especially yeah. in our business because we are reflecting that which is all that we know is, was from the dysfunction growing up was, was, was from the, uh, the relationship we saw with mom and dad and how they interacted. And, of course, they were replaying the same thing that their parents were. So it's not necessarily their fault, fault or our fault. However, it is so very much our responsibility to recognize that and say, okay, now what are we going to do about it?
1: Yes, that's exactly it. and this this is so resonant with uh, a lot of the guests I talk to, frankly, the same message comes through is that you know, we're born, Um, these kind of blank slates, these neuroplastic, innocent, light being children. And then by design, evolution, evolutionarily, that was an advantage because we moved to so many different environments, right? So we had to learn from our environment, the people that are taking care of us, our parents, our guardians, you know, on how to survive in every environment, right? So over time, the, you know, whatever we learn from them became our programming and that whether good or bad you know over when we grow up we never scrutinize it on okay well was that are those beliefs that i'm holding sacred are they useful still or you know the these patterns these thought patterns um, are they serving me anymore and met few of us ever asked those questions you know and so we reach adulthood and we wonder why our lives are not working out the way we want but we've never looked under the hood to really see what's going on there right and so and this is again as a through line that comes um, through on a lot of uh, people I talk to a lot of um, clients and a lot of podcast guests so I'm so glad you're resonating back the same message because it's so powerful and one of the the um, goals of this podcast is make it really practical for people like what can people do if they're just sort of waking up to this and like, you know, okay, well, I I don't know what my shadow is. I don't know what my unconscious trauma is. What do I do? What would you say to somebody who's in that position?
0: Sure. Well, just to also go over what you just said, I don't think you're right. It's not that we're trying to reinvent the wheel. I think we're realizing there's a common thread here.
1: Yeah, totally. It's
0: time to talk about it and that people are waking up to it, even if for me, I think it's important to say that it's important to be a bridge, you know, again, how do we relate to those that, that are realizing that they are, let's just say that they're unhappy in their lives. This is simple, right?
1: Yeah, Not
0: understanding why. And a big reason of that is saying, hey, this is what I want in my life. But there's always this seeking or trying to attain something outside of ourselves. Mm. And again, I think it, the first recognition to answer that question is to realize nothing is outside of yourself, yes. of ourself, period.
1: Totally totally.
0: And yet again, that's not, it's easier said than done. So I think for me, a big part of the work that I'm doing, and I think even you're doing is that we know that there's no quick fix. There's no magic pill. Okay? No, there isn't. And and to have anybody expect otherwise, I think is, is again, it's a non-truth. So let's talk about what is the truth. Mm. This is what we believed growing up. But again, it's because there's been this kind of, how do you say it? Collective truth, Yeah. which is a lie that yeah. we're not good enough. Yes. That totally. is really the root of the problem. Let's be honest: that we are not good enough, whether or not we're conscious of that. Whether or not that even seems, for some of our personalities too, there can be a very subtle. This is what I found for me. Me too. Was that there was subtle codependency? I would not have. You wouldn't have even. If, if you looked at the, my personality in the way it is, it's it's real. This is not false or fake. However, for me to find that codependency took me. <laughs> what how many 40 something years to, to discover. Yeah. yeah. because Again, it was so subtle because we are told again, and we're, and we're not only told growing up and having that passed down generationally, but what you see in the media, what you see right now in billboards, what we're trying to say is you're not good enough. This is what you need. This is what we sell to everybody. Totally. And I think the way, you know, some of us are showing up now is saying, look, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than you. I'm not. Mm. I'm not trying to say that I'm some guru. I'm not. Mm. Am I an expert? Sure, you can consider me and, and yourself an expert, but only because we've lived it. We've been there and we're still there. You know, Hallelujah. I'm not trying to pretend that all of a sudden, you know, my life is just, is it better? Absolutely, because of the changes I've made. Yeah. However, this is, to answer your question, a daily practice. So it's a choice. It's saying, hey, this is not one day at a time for me in my journey. It was moment to moment. 100%. It was understanding that how am I present with where I'm at? How do I surrender and accept what is, which is (laughs) really not easy when you're in a state of illness or whatever your circumstance? I think we need to realize that we're not our circumstances. Yes. And we have to break it down and almost clear away what is not who it is that we've been taught and told. To realize again what you said—the true beauty of who it is we are, the innocence of how we were born into this
1: world—and
0: mm-hmm. again, when we're in the world that we live in and what it is we experience, again, that is not easy, but absolutely possible. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, rush too much into this. But when you ask about how we can move forward, you know, I, I was able to channel all this um, into a book recently. Awesome. Okay, This year, and this wasn't of me. This. Uh, like everything else, especially as a musician, you understand it comes through us, right? Totally. And it's something that it's on purpose so much that there's nothing that can be questioned. This is a must. It took so much courage and vulnerability to share my story, not for me, but so it wouldn't be for not,
1: Mm. so that
0: others can understand number one, you are not alone, right? They are not alone. Whatever they're going through, Please understand that you can make it through, especially when you talk about the dark night of the soul, when you realize that many of us do at times where what's the purpose of being here? Why even do it? We don't talk about that enough as well. It doesn't make, you don't have to be some person, you know, whatever it is we project, you know, that, that, that some person is willing to give up. That's not always the way it works for some of us. We're in a point where it almost makes more sense that you're not just, um, surviving. You're not even existing. Yeah. And and that becomes a problem and you get into this, this dark space, which, which, which um, is really difficult to get out of. And, um, you know, I, I, I realized that I, I told my story and then I came up with nine principles, Awesome. mainly to answer the questions you're asking to say, how do we break this down? How am I still standing? How can I do this different? I'm not reinventing the wheel, but how can I say, look, if we make, if we understand that we have a choice and we can make that daily in, in moments, we get to choose and then re-choose. It's constant practice. Yes. It's about when we realize that we have, maybe, how do we say it? I don't really think that anything is ever a mistake. I believe everything happens for a reason, okay? Mm. But let's just say we we realize that we've screwed up or something's taking place or we're not proud of the way we've behaved or whatever, because it happens and it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. It's a matter of saying, okay, I recognize it. And in this moment, I can do two things. I can pretend that it's not happening and completely be in denial that I'm a part of the problem or I can say, okay, I'm a part of the problem, what am I going to do about it? Mm. But most of us end up beating ourselves up in the moment and we completely, I know we hear about self-love so often and yet that is such, again, it's it's the key to getting back to who it is you are as an authentic being. Mm. To being okay with who you are, irrelevant of what anybody says, does, thinks. And to live your life in alignment with that, again, not a- easy, but I've, I've I've realized that from my journey, I've been able to put together some things that I feel are um, daily habits and practices that we can, you know, attest to. But again, this is in, in, in chunks of where the principles are and why I think they're important.
1: Mm. Yes, the, that concept of life is happening for us, not to us is so fundamental because it makes it, it it takes us to responsibility and if you can look at life why okay this is happening to me not drop into victim mode it's like why me poor me look at all well, the pain i'm going through okay why is this happening what can i learn from it why is this situation here? Why is this person here? Why am I reacting this way? They're all indicators to help us grow and to help us evolve our consciousness, which I believe is the only purpose is to, for us to grow and learn and continue to experience more of life. That's it. Nothing more than that. I agree a hundred
0: percent. That's it. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) it. And What's the
0: lesson? Number one, what are you learning? What are you learning? What are you learning?
1: (laughs) There you go. All right. And if you can have the humility and the courage to continue to ask that question, then you dive into, okay, how am I, um, being, uh, how am I responsible for this situation? Right. And you can ask that of every situation, even if you're in an argument or a situation where you you are convinced the other person is 99% wrong. It's still, (laughs) what is the 1% that I'm contributing? Right. And if you can own that 1% and, and, and really show up, uh, humbly, then you will always be present. You will always be engaged with life and you will always be evolving. Right. Does that resonate Absolutely. for you? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and, and again, not always easy, but, but again, yeah. are we really wanting life to be easy? Most of us say, yeah, we would love that. But again, we, how would we learn then? Yeah. And, and well, where would the richness be? Because once you do learn to, um, own these parts within us and and um, what the lesson is and what the other person is reflecting to you because we were we are all mi- mirrors of each yeah, other, right, totally, that really is the only lesson and, and, and you grow as a person and that shines through who it is that you are and how you show up. And it's amazing how your life then reflects that how yeah. people fall away that no longer are meant to be there because there's now a frequency or a vibration that you're resonating at that is not in judgment of who they are and where they're at It's just no longer in alignment.
1: Totally.
0: that's okay and I think that's also hard I think a lot of times people may not want to start on this journey or have a hard time with where they're at because of the fear of losing um, the ones that they love and that's yeah. a valid fear sure and yet it's still fear and so the only way out of that fear is to move through it
1: we are in extraordinary times and facing unprecedented challenges never in history have we been so connected yet so divided at the same time now more than ever There is a fundamental need and desire for us to come together in community and collaboration. To experience real and authentic connection with our fellow human beings. To be part of a tribe of people who are doing the challenging work of making sense of the world and their place in it. To have a safe place to be vulnerable and get the support we so desperately seek as we navigate the complexity of modern life. This is why I have created The Chrysalis, An exclusive online community for people who are doing the deep work of personal development, of awakening, of healing, of peeling back the layers of conditioning and unconscious programming, and unleashing their full creative expression through the discovery of their life's purpose. This is for the people who have the courage to say yes to life and to becoming the best version of themselves for their own benefit and for the benefit of all. This private membership group will be hosted away from the prying eyes and ears of the big tech platforms, and will feature live group coaching calls, exclusive content and trainings, plus guest speakers, workshops, and more. At its essence, The Chrysalis is about coming together in a thriving community with the shared intention of co-creating the future that we all want to live in. If this resonates with you, go to enterthechrysalis.com for more information and to reserve your spot chrysalis is spelled c-h-r-y-s-a-l-i-s so that's enter the chrysalis.com now back to the show Woo! yes yeah no. and i think you nailed it earlier about how our culture influences us to look externally for validation you know, I worked in advertising for almost 20 years, and that's basically what we do is we manipulate people to think they're not enough so they'll buy the products that they don't actually need. That's what advertising is.
0: Yeah. And, and, so,
1: and so the culture has programmed and conditioned us to believe that we're not enough and we're not powerful. And it's bullshit, frankly, right? Yes, and so, is. And so the day you take responsibility and you take your power back that's when you can begin to live in full expression right so coming back to what we said earlier about when we're born we're these innocent light beings and we get programmed that is your your truest essence is what you're born with and you continually get programmed and conditioned away from it which causes so much pain, right? And for me it showed up as uh, alcohol was my my numbing out agent, right? Because I was like, oh man, I, I'm you know, I'm following all the rules of what society tells me to do and I'm still confused and not happy and not fulfilled. Like what's wrong? You know, it must be me. So, you know, and you blame yourself and you beat yourself up and you get drunk and you do anything to numb the pain, right? But once you realize, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe there's some societal influences here that are not serving me. Maybe I learned some stuff when I was a kid that's no longer not true, first of all, and no longer serving me. How can I go in and check that stuff out and really analyze, scrutinize, is this working for me? And if it's not, let that shit go. And that could be jobs, that could be marriages, that could be people, that could be addictions. It's like so many things that you have to let go. This is a process of removal, not adding on. Right. Right.
0: And again, that, again, that's where a lot of us get stuck though, right? Because then we know we have to let something go. But society says, yeah. you don't let a job go until you find another one.
1: Yes, totally.
0: Now I'm not saying that's good, bad, and different. I'm saying that's what society says. Now yeah. the question is, is it true? Yes. So so I, I think that you're right. Is, is really going back to understand what our underlying subconscious beliefs are, yeah. where we, we develop and then really just having more of like a, a, a curious. Yes. When you're curious, it's more enjoyable because then you're just curious. So, so it's more of, you know, well, what if, you know, like, is this really true? Is this really the definitive or is it just that I'm believing that again, not necessarily of my own fault, but because this is what we've been told, this is what we've been taught. This is what is dictated across the board. And so again, that's not easy when this is what we see. And, and also when you're, you decide to go against the grain, you know sometimes again you get you get as you see <laughs> very clearly you get slack for that slack for that and, and you have yeah. to have the courage to be willing to go out on that limb yeah and for those of us that seek that validation it's it, again which i think is most of us unconsciously yeah. because we're all learning for um, that innate ability within us it's it's built into our um, our psyche right our, our um, belief system is, is our, our ability to belong our, yeah. our need to belong and so if we don't belong what does that mean? That means I'm alone. I'm an outcast. What do, what do we do with that? And and that's, that's a, that's, that's not always an easy feeling to deal with as well. But again, when you face that and you're courageous enough to just be curious about it, mm. you, you step into that confidence through learning and understanding. And when you talk about reclaiming your power, that's my fifth principle is reclaim your power. Awesome. And I, I would have to say that's one of the biggest ones for me because I was giving away my power without even realizing that
1: most of us are all the time, but
0: from that subtle nature where you might not always catch it. You're going, wait a second. Uh. You may not be blaming somebody blatantly. Although a lot of people do. It's it's kind of like, how are we still giving our power away? Maybe it's because we're over giving as, as yeah. a sense of kind individual. And maybe we're doing that for a reason that we're not, is it the need to be needed? What is it? Where is this coming from? Again, from, A space and place and what we saw in the relationships growing up and what we thought was love and so that we create this in our, you know, other relationships and and we are giving away the very power that the moment we decide Mm. to take it back, our whole life changes. Totally. But we're afraid to take the power back, aren't we? We're, We're afraid to take that responsibility because what will that mean? Things will have to change, won't they?
1: things will have to change. And taking responsibility is scary. And once you start getting the things that you want, then you have more to lose, you know, so there's all sorts of nuances going on here. The other thing and is we're afraid,
0: that, of, we're afraid of losing. We're afraid of that loss. Like you said,
1: totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, we're tribal beings, we're tribal primates, right? And so being outcast from the tribe means death when you're in, a tr- in the wild, right? But yeah. we all crave this, this sense of belonging and a sense of certainty, right? Which keeps us looking externally for validation, right? Where there is no certainty. There's almost no certainty in this life, right? So if you can really feel into that and just like let go of trying to control because we're sold more security, more safety, you know, like this is what the government does for us, right? So it's this paternal figure that's constantly controlling us and like, oh, we'll take care of you and keep you safe because they know on a deep level that's what we crave as human beings. But it's, it's never real safety. Right, it's never it's never real certainty. The only certainty you can find is the trust in your deepest essence, which comes yeah. from looking inward. Right, and so when you do discover that deepest essence and you embody it and you you grow it, then you can go out in the world with that foundation. Like you say, you, you can be attacked by people, and you're not going to get knocked over because you've built that foundation of trust in your deepest essence. Right? it's Does a solid make-
0: foundation and you're right yes. trust is at the core like That's bingo, at the right, core right on it. That's, and, it, took- and, and it's mastering uncertainty is what you're trying to say but how yes. do you do that well again you have to be willing to brave the storm it's almost you're really wanting to try try to find peace within the storm which which sounds like a dichotomy because it is but the only way you do that is by going within and going okay if we are accepting like you just said that life is just there is no certainty and the more we strive for that stability the more we strive for that certainty any time any of the access has just slightly shifted we are in a state of anxiety we are in a state of depression we're in a state of going what do i do yeah it's it's only natural it's just that I think the more we can balance ourselves out by realizing that we are uncomfortable there is going to be uncomfortability Mm -hmm. and getting used to the uncomfortability like you said that's the way you do it is is really the only way i've learned to do it is from being in it and going okay so now the next storm comes and this time you've been in it you've already been uncomfortable you kind of know what that looks like and now you've got these these nuggets these gifts these things that when it comes again, yeah, it may sway you, but maybe it won't sway you as far this time. Yes. Then the next time, the same thing. So when COVID hits, it's like some of us who have already been there, done that. And I, I say that lightly. I'm not trying to discount what we've been through. Mm. It's like, okay, wow, you know, I was really wanting to come out. I've been hidden yeah. for so long. I've been isolated for so long, but okay, we've done this before. So we just got to keep doing it. Yeah. We just stay the course. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with the extra tools in the in our, in our pocket that we now have, right? Exactly. Well,
1: that and this is why I, I recommend meditation because what it does for me one of the, it's a myriad of benefits obviously, but one of the primary ones is is grounding me into that deep essence and trust in my inner being every day and reminding me about it. So, and it we call it a practice because that's what it is. It's practice for when you go out in the world and you are challenged by life and its its complexity and other people and they throw you off, it's how quickly can you regain that centeredness? right and you know how to get back there if you've practiced it if you haven't practiced it you're out in the wind at the at the behest of the elements right you get blown around and so it's it's grounding that presence in a practice so when you are challenged you know how to get back there and keep your center right that's that's how i look at it
0: yeah and i think that sometimes there's a again number one shift your perspective another big big reason why i i thought it was important to have this principle is that mm. Sometimes we can think that meditation means something that it doesn't. Meditation doesn't always need to look like I'm in a quiet, dark room uh, saying ohm, which is okay if that is that's what that is for you. Mm-hmm. But for so many, you know, people, it can be walking in nature and having this just an ability to get out of nature in a, in a in the negative ions, where we're grounded and away from all the the instant gratification busyness of what we think is important, what we are taught and told success is, to just be. Your your whole your whole podcast is called being, right? Not doing (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, that's what we're taught. We are taught to do instead of be, and and I think there's a very distinct difference between doing and being, and and it takes a little while to understand the difference and to shift that, but Mm. nature is one of those things. Maybe for you, it's it's, it's playing music. Maybe, to be honest, it's as mundane, as concentrating as the task in front of you, which is actually not just, okay, um, you know, there's a difference between being in the present moment, and then also your presence and what that can bring Mm. when you are present with somebody. Totally. All of that, like you said, requires slowing down. Yes, requires clearing out, not adding. Yes, Because here's the thing, when, when we're talking about everybody wanting something different in their lives or they want something that they can feel better about, whatever that is, that only comes from, like you said, removing the things that no longer serve us so that we make room for what does. Mm-hmm. And for me, washing the dishes, <laughs> no joke, these little tasks, you know, it's like taking it one step at a time, one task at a time, overwhelm, is something that a lot of us feel that I know that I've dealt with quite a bit. Yep. And that comes when, because I'm a visionary and I can see the bigger picture. Sometimes life will show you, hey, this is where you're meant to be over here. And you go, wow, that's great. And then you realize there's quite a bit to it. It's almost impossible to actually get started and to keep going and to continue what you're supposed to do to reach those goals. If you see the big picture, because the first thing you do is freak out, get overwhelmed, and then you stop dead in your tracks.
1: Mm-hmm
0: again, you're not certain. Okay. I'm going to procrastinate or or whatever it is that your coping mechanism is, you know, we each have different ways of dealing with it. So for me, it's going, okay, I'm overwhelmed right now. Let me take a step back. Uh, I gotta go for a walk for me. It's moving my body physically too. It's, um, for me, you can see I'm animated. If it gets stuck, (laughs) I can't, I can't bestow it. I, I will feel it. And that's actually when we talk about what happens when we get overwhelmed. Well, then we feel emotions which i believe we're taught that are that are bad which is incorrect let's take anger okay anger has been a big one for me most of my life okay Mm -hmm. and i'm honest about it because i've owned this space within me i don't believe i'm an angry person no but it was a big part of what was protecting me or at least what i thought was protecting me you know when i'm backed in a corner and i feel that 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 i've given too much or someone may be taking advantage of that I'm going to get angry, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think that it's important to realize that that when we accept these human pieces within us, angry is not necessarily a bad thing as long as you can maybe fuel it in in, in the correct way, right? Where you're not harming others, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's not always easy, but I've realized that it's actually quite funny too when you realize that you're the one again when you're reclaiming your power and realize that I was giving it away because I'm the one getting angry. I'm the one that's responsible for that. What am I going to do then when it happens again? I'm not going to berate myself. Oh, you got angry. Now you're angry and you're berating yourself. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm angry. And, and how am I going to own that to where I'm not judging it? I have owned it to where, okay, look, I'd like to maybe react a different way, but I get to then choose in that moment to reclaim my power. I get to pause. I get to observe. I get to witness. I get to expand my awareness, and then I get to release what no longer serves me and maybe then come back at at it where I can see things from a different perspective. Um, I think so many of us, like I said, we judge emotions as if they are wrong, right, or indifferent. And I bring up anger because I think that's a big one for many people where we are taught and told that that's not right. And again, my belief is that I I think that is incorrect and that it's exactly what we're here to feel and if we can channel that through, understand why we're feeling it, what the lesson is, like you said, we're here to learn, Mm. then we can not have it bottled up inside of us that would get us sick, right? That would come out in different areas of ways. If we understand what's the root of our anger, why are you so angry? Why am I so angry? Where is it stemming from? Because my needs weren't met, why? What needs do I need to be met? Am I speaking that into fruition? Mm-hmm. Am I asking for the help I need? Probably not. I know I couldn't for so long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's so many reasons. And I think each individual is unique because of where they've got, where they've been and where they've come from. And yet we are all the same in the, in the fact that we were born into innocence. We had this non-truth kind of, you know, blanketed across society and, and, and across, you know, our, our familial backgrounds. Mm-hmm. No matter what your race, nationality, where you're from. And, and in some way, shape or form at the core, there's a piece of us that feels we're not good enough. And if we can realize that that's not the truth and that we are good enough and really love ourselves and the pieces within us like the anger, like these pieces that we're taught to discount, then here's the big piece that happens and what ripples out into our reflections in society is that when you no longer judge yourself, you no longer judge an, another human being, that it's not mm. your first reaction, people then feel safe in your presence, which Really, let's be honest, what does everybody want? They want to be seen, heard, and understood, period. And when they're not, we get angry, we get depressed, we get all these things. I mean, mm. I think things are much more simple than we make them. Um, and if we break them down into bite-sized pieces, and it's easier to, to, to navigate, you know? Mm. Adversity and, you know, um, uncertainty which is where we find ourselves now and again it's it's something that is is not we can't expect that never to be again and I think our expectations play a big role as well what are we expecting and, and how, what are we measuring success on
1: mm-hmm.
0: these things are key because again we have an identity crisis is really what it's what it is
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That that was beautiful. Yeah. There's so much there. I'd love to ask you more about it. A couple of things stood out for me. I think you nailed it on the the emotions being, because we judge our emotions. We judge ourselves when we have emotions and emotions are just, or they're our, our guidance system. They're there for a reason. They're there to inform us on something that's going on inside of us that needs attention. And sometimes that's anger. And I think it's important to to recognize that there's a couple of different Forms of anger, at least this is what I understand, one where, you know, something. Uh, inside of us is being triggered, be it a trauma, an emotional wound, or a survival mechanism where we're like, no, that's not right, and anger comes out, right? Um, Something unresolved inside of us. Or the other type of anger is more coming from a place of love, when we recognize something in the world that we value is being harmed. Say, example, like um, an animal is being harmed, or a a woman is being abused, or whatever it might be. The environment is, is being overrun, you know? We There's an anger that comes from a place of love. Something I love is being harmed and I feel angry about it, right? So there's a distinction there between those two. But I think you nailed it that the emotions that we feel are there for a reason. And if we can listen to them and distill the wisdom from them, we'll be much better off rather than trying to push them away or judge them or shame ourselves because then they just come back in another way you know they're going to manifest in some way because that's speaking to some message inside of us that we need to listen to and most of us are too distracted in our minds to ever listen to it because we haven't cultivated that stillness we were talking about earlier and maybe that's meditation maybe that's walking in nature maybe whatever it is for you cultivating that stillness inside of yourself is so important because then you can listen to the wisdom that your emotions are there to impart would you agree uh, with that
0: speaking of which when we, yeah especially when you say listen because It's not just, are we listening? Are we present with another human being in our lives? And again, all of us are guilty of not being that. But the more we can cultivate that within ourselves, the more we're able to reflect that out. And then again, the more presence is reflected back to us, which is what we've been longing for forever, feeling Mm. like it's within us. Yes. But listening to whatever your belief is, whether that is God, the universe, your higher self, Again, for me, it's not a matter of what it is you believe, because we all, again, have the right to believe what we want. It's just tapping into something bigger than yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. maybe the basic way of saying this. Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest shift to most recently in my life, and specifically this last year through COVID, the last few years, is that you know we're taught sometimes to, especially if we're talking about goals or what we're creating in our lives, to drive forward, to um, make it happen okay and I'm not, I'm not negating that i think life's a dance i think it's ver- it's both destiny and and choice right which is why yeah. i believe everything happens for a reason and yet we do create our reality we always have this i think we have this rhetoric that it's one or the other
1: yes i agree with that that's a beautiful way to put it yeah yeah it's and both. i think it's
0: a dance yeah it's both and
1: <laughs> it's a dance i love that yes. i totally agree because I, i've so, sort of gotten caught in that polarity but it's neither it's not a duality it's both yeah that's beautiful yeah Thank you. Thank and you i think that. again
0: if we can shift our perspective even from that simple thing that hey, it's not that I'm just creating my reality. Mm. It's also that everything happens for a reason. Why am I so stuck that I'm on one side or the other? Again, it's it's irrelevant if it's politics or something else. Where's the middle ground for heaven's sakes here? You know, have we lost our minds clearly? Yeah, and the thing is, it's a good thing that we lose our minds because again, that is part of the problem. Part of what we're talking about is that presence requires stillness, we're afraid to slow down because if we slow down, we feel like we might miss something, but yet it's the other way around. Yes, And so, and what that does too, is tapping into more of a bridge between our heart and the mind. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, we we know that heart math has done, you know, research for a long time about our heart being really the core and the center of how it is that we navigate. And that's really the place of, of the truth of being at peace, not just, okay, what we think can create a lot of distortion can create a lot of again untruths and or projection, so we have to be mindful about that. Mm-hmm. And I think being present in the moment, being present with yourself, slowing down is so such a big um, importance, so that we can hear our intuition, our higher self. We can hear what the universe again synchronicities. What is synchronicities? How does that happen? Some of us experience it <laughs> regularly. Others maybe not, but that's okay. You can too. It's there. It's innate within you. It's just that you haven't tapped into it yet. So it's not that you're without. And I think that's also something that I think people feel that maybe I don't have this. Well, no, of course you do. You have it. It's just, again, practice as you keep saying, practice, practice, practice that when I've been following from the prompts that I get, and then I've been taking action, where I used to just do it the opposite way. And I just thought that I was trying to make my way through the world. But pushing your way upstream is way different than everything literally opening up and meeting you and your life being absolutely abundant because you are listening, you're tapped in and slowed down enough that you get the sign. It'll come through many different facets. Um, everybody's different, whatever resonates with you, a sign on the road, a bumper sticker. Uh, some of us are more, we can hear downloads, right? we can hear voices. <laughs> hey, I, we can admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where this comes from. Again, when it's when we say that it's not of us, it's through us, when we listen, it's amazing the people that show up and go, wow, I really needed to hear that, or wow, thank you, and you went, whoa, whoa, I'm happy to be the conduit.
1: Yes. Meaning I just
0: listened, I followed through, and look what happened in my relationships and my lives and these opportunities. And you're living a life that's way more in alignment but also exciting. (laughs)
1: Totally. So totally. yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I think you nailed it there on that's another form of programming and conditioning in our environment where if we if we're not busy, if we're not, you know, constantly doing something, struggle, hustle, you know, we're we're losing. We're losing competitive advantage against our competitor. In a compa- uh, capitalist society, you can't lose competitive event- advantage, otherwise you'll suffer or you won't be enough and all those things. But the opposite is true in the sense that the more we can slow down and tune into our higher selves and allow that stillness to inform our action then we can take a aligned action i call it right and so once you tune into that deepest essence and you you know clearly what the next steps can be you can be far more effective in a quarter of the time right and have more more energy more flow more fulfillment more success more money whatever you want with a, a quarter of the effort right and it's counterintuitive for our society which which um uh Celebrates like caffeinated logic, productivity, you know, all that shit. It's like hustle, hustle, hustle. Whoever works the hardest is going to win the, the, the game, right? And that's just another program of, of our society. Um, one other thing that you mentioned earlier about um, giving your power away is, or, or taking back your power, um, tuning into like uh, a higher power, I think is what you said, or something higher than yourself. The danger with that, and this is true for me because I grew up Roman Catholic. Irish Catholic is that it can be co-opted for a power game, right? So they can say, okay, well, you need to go through God in order to find your power. Right. And I I disagree with that. I call it what you will, God, source, universe, whatever it is, it's higher than you, but you're also connected to it. You are it. Right. And so it's yes. not like, right. Yes. So
0: you're talking about organized religion, religion, and I'm, conformism. Really. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Yes. Again, you know, we all, again, I, I'm, I'm authentic and and everybody gets to believe what they believe, but I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you that it is what it is for everyone. However, a lot of people who maybe are maybe, um, you know, in some of these religions and and whatnot, uh, again, a lot of them are fear-based. Okay. A lot of them are telling you what to do, when to do and how, and, and that's where you have to realize what your own truth is. There's nothing wrong with your belief in God. It's just, as humans, what are we saying about it? Because again, that, really, that makes no sense. So I yeah. think there needs to be a separation between that side of things. And y- you're right. We are, you know, the Taoists believe that, that we are, you know, a hundred percent, you know, God is within us, around us. Uh, everything totally. is us. It's, it's flow. It's yes, we are God's children, but whichever way you want to believe in this, as long as we do that, you're right. That's not to our detriment. That's not from a judgmental, yeah. shaming, blaming, mm, judging place, Yeah. you know, I think that that's really what, what I meant is that, um, yeah, you know, there's something that's not, I guess, from the ego, from our our ego self. Okay. There you go.
1: There you go. Enough said, uh, Dina Sampson, you've written this beautiful book that I see behind you. I'm so excited to read it, but I know you're also a musician. And so from what I understand, you've created a soundtrack around the book as well. Can you tell me about that?
0: Yeah. You know, the music literally saved my life when I was going through what I went through. Right. Me
1: too. Me too. um,
0: yeah, and and you probably know this as a musician too. Is that I'd spend all day in bed, literally no joke. If I got up to make something in the kitchen, it would t- take all the energy I had for the day. Wow! And there were certain things I had to do, but I could not n- no longer, you know, do my speaking, do do the sales, do the work I used to do. And the music has always been, in a good way, a good coping mechanism growing up, where I had this tool to release the emotions and what it is I felt Mm. and you know in the middle of me getting sick I did not plan on getting into the music in the way that I did very blessed to do very well in the Las Vegas music scene but did not plan on it meaning literally I realized I could not do what I once did because of my cognitive ability at the time. Mm. And I had one tool that I knew could still be of service and the way that I serve is not again about me, but through me and how can I bring the music to it? Mm. And literally when I, it was literally, the only time I wasn't in pain was about that three to four hours that I was on stage doing what I did. It was like, I was in an altered state. Wow. So when I launched this book and I knew this was a big part of my purpose, why I'm here to serve, right? Somebody, some people know me as the speaker, the coach, the the person that's done business, entrepreneur. And some people just know me as she's a musician, she rocks the house, this is what she does. And either way is okay, but like we spoke about before, people like to put you in a box or they like to say, here's who you are. And the thing is, that's not my my job. My job is to say, I'm not perfect, I'm not for everybody, but I know my gifts and my gift, whether that's speaking, singing, or writing, this is my innate ability, and this is how I'm here to serve. And so mm. I must be relevant of whether or not I want to. Yes. So yeah, with the book, what I ended up doing was making sure I gave people principles to navigate wherever it is that they are in their life, if they're suffering right now in any way, shape, or form, to tell my story so they know that they're not alone, but to also do that as an experiential, um, you know, artistic, creative way where it's, it's, it, the book will take you on a journey mm. and it's the road back to me. Nine awesome. Principles for Navigating Unexpected Twists and Turns. So I want people to come on a journey with me. And what I did was I made the soundtrack so I could do both. I've got some lyrics in the first part of the book and then uh, the theme song at the end. So people can take their own journey to see where I was in that raw and the realness of the music and then also not at the end because it's an ongoing journey, but <clears throat> where they are now as they've read the book. Right. what what they've experienced and, and learned through reading the book and how they're going to practice that moving forward. And I just made it just available for my readers. So it's, it's really as a gift for my readers exclusively, uh, which I thought was something different. you know I didn't know how that was going to work out, but so far it's been wonderful. And uh, yeah, so, so just, just blessed to be able to take both of what I know I have to, as you know, music is a universal language, right? It's a healing tool. So Some people are gonna feel that on a frequency vibrational level. Some people aren't, that's okay. But I wanted to have both so that people could have an experience, you know? That, yeah. is,
1: that is so beautiful. And I resonate so deeply with that. I love it. I love that idea. I think it's it's perfect to, to represent your book in music and in words. And I just want to come back to something we talked about earlier is this idea of purpose and coming from that deepest essence. It doesn't, you know, as people think about purpose, oh, I have to do one thing or I have to do one job. And it's like, no, your deepest essence expressed into the world creatively can manifest in many ways. And for you, is a perfect example, it's writing, it's coaching, it's music, it's singing, you know, but it's all coming from that same place of deepest essence to be of highest service and that's for me is what purpose is it can manifest in many ways so well and do the same
0: thing and that's what i, love I do the same thing it's really wonderful because um i mean literally even not meeting you in person but yet just even seeing one of your pictures that i saw yeah. i could see your vibration your frequency your essence of the true uh-huh. patrick and who you were just from like jumping off the page
1: uh, awesome and, and
0: i just really dig that so thank you for being <laughs> such a beautiful reflection that uh, showing me and everyone else that here's who we are. This is what we do. And yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Awesome. You know? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when I, when I started into this sort of, you know, the coaching entrepreneurial world, it's like, everybody's telling me I have to niche. I have to niche. I have to be very specific. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm all these things. I don't want to niche, you know? Like, so this is really great <laughs> to talk to you because it's really inspiring because I am, you know, I love manifesting my purpose in many different forms, you know, and it could be music, could be coaching, could be a podcast. And that's just how I can show up in highest service. So really feels fulfilling for me so and thank yet you.
0: here's what the way I, I see this is yes that's the rhetoric out there however i don't see that as a niche i feel that you have your niche and as a conscious coach you know which is i think this is this is how can you remind me what what's your tagline or, or something well, I, I have think I a read few it.
1: of them this is the whole thing oh,
0: right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but either way it's in alignment so i don't see how that is separate then because your yeah. message is still the same yeah. you're just using a different vehicle to express that
1: there you go thank you thank you for saying that that's absolutely yeah. beautiful <laughs> adina would you be open to sharing some music right now for the audience
0: i can do that I, i'd love to do that and thank oh. you also for the opportunity yes oh my okay. god I'm
1: so excited let's do it
0: we're gonna grab the guitar here
1: okay can you tell us about what you're gonna play first
0: sure so I thought I'd play the theme song, since it makes sense. Uh, awesome. Now, I did not write this. Again, yes, this might have been planned some way, shape, or form from a, from a purposeful perspective, right? right? This is why I came. But the song was written a uh, year and a half before the book came out. Ah. And it's called The Road Back to Me. Perfect. So <laughs> the,
1: it, it was The Road Back uh, again, to the Book. I thought it
0: was fitting Yeah. And again, The Road <laughs> Back to Me meaning... Wrote back to us, right? Our authentic yes. self—the way we were when we came into the ro- world. How do we get back to who it is we know we're supposed to be, and how we're, you know, how we're here to serve? Yes. Uh, so I thought I'd play that one since it was fitting.
1: Awesome! And, I'm so excited. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go from there,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Does Adina, that work for you, <laughs> Adina Sampson? Take it away. Yes, it totally works.
0: Here we go. <laughs> May Roll back
1: Roll back Roll back to me Wow, that was awesome (laughs) Tina Sampson, thank you so much for sharing your talent and your time and your magic. Wow, you're so powerful. You're such a powerful performer, and your voice—oh my god! And the song, well done. Thank you. Oh, for-
0: thank you. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh my thank god, that so was awesome. Passion, that too. gave me chills. That totally gave me chills. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're so
0: all, real all the way. And I, my favorite part was you bopping.
1: <laughs> I was feeling it. I was totally feeling it. So oh. the road back to me is the book. You have the soundtrack for people that uh, the purchase the book. Tell us where we can find it. Where can we buy it?
0: adinasampson.com.
1: Awesome. Okay, perfect. Easy. I'll put that in the show. Yeah, notes. Just,
0: just go to the website AdinaSamson.com. Everything's there. You got the link to the book, everything from the coaching to the speaking and and and, and just be nice to meet you. So yeah,
1: <laughs> awesome. Adina Sampson, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great hanging out with you. And I appreciate your wisdom and your magic and everything you're doing in the world.
0: Oh, you made my day. Thank you, Patrick.
1: Awesome. Okay, we'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. And if you're ready to make massive changes in your life and looking for the support and accountability to make it happen, I'm currently accepting applications for my private one-to-one coaching. You can send an email to patrick at patrickcookcoaching.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is now. Live your being.